Welcome to Agents of Nothing, an episode-by-episode recap and analysis from the perspectives of a veteran and a new recruit. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. to our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. We are your commanding officers. I'm Mariah. And I'm Caroline. And today we're going to be talking about Season 3, Episode 7, Chaos Theory. Yeah. So, Mariah, how was your week? It's been good. It's very busy and hectic, but I'm going to blame it on Mercury Retrograde, which, at the time of recording, has just ended, so hopefully things lighten up now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't want to talk about the concert. I... So Were much, you just saving it for me? Yeah, you 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 go ahead. <laughs> How was your week? Well, I this week has been such a blur because like the first couple of days I was still driving back uh, home after I left you, um, and so, but basically, my life has changed. Everything has changed. Time is now classified as B E T and E A E T. Before Eras Tour, after Eras Tour, um, I feel like a whole new person. My voice is still not completely restored. It's been over a week now, and it's still. <laughs> I had my open mic tonight, <laughs> and like, I was like, oh, can't play that song. Oh, can't play that song. Nope, can't play that song. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I I feel like I was truly a different person within that stadium. Um, I don't know if y'all have seen my Instagram post, uh, but I have, I posted a video of when, uh, she was starting to play 15 and, um, everybody that I've shown that video to has been like, that's you. They're shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. I shocked myself. I don't, <laughs> I was a, who I was in that stadium is someone I've never been before. But it's my truest self. You may never self. be her again. <laughs> I hope I'll be her again one day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, So you ready to get started? Yeah. All right. This episode was written by Lauren LaFranc and directed by David Solomon. Ooh. There were no fun facts again for this episode. Only goofs. Wow. So I tried okay. to supplement it with as many notes as I could, but spoilers for your your final thoughts, but I I couldn't really take notes either. <laughs> Damn I was it. like, what is there to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. It's so like Uh anyway. Let's just get into it. <laughs> yeah. Do we meet anyone? No. No one. No. N- no new bitches. No new bitches. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, we start off six months ago. May and Garner were in Hawaii, and Garner was spoiling a perfectly good moment by capturing it. See our previous rant from a few months ago uh, about not visiting Hawaii because the locals have been begging people not to for years. We don't need to get into it now. Um <laughs> So it is their last night of their vacation, and May brings up that she's thinking about possibly not re- not returning to S.H.I.E.L.D. after all once they get back. She's so relaxed and happy with where she and Andrew are in their relationship right now, um, and she doesn't want her dedication to her job to be the thing that ruins it again. But alas, they get back, 
and Garner gets turned into the thing by inhaling the dust from an old book he found in Jiaying's things that Coulson had sent over for him to look at. That was such a good opener. It was so good. Like, uh, that in itself, that little opener could have been its own episode. (laughs) Yeah. There was so much to it. Uh, So back to present day. Coulson and Daisy are walking and talking, discussing their version of events that they each witnessed at the... (laughs) I meant to write ATCU, but I accidentally put an H in there, and so then I did that for the rest of the time because I thought it was funny. So um, That they each witnessed at the Achoo. (laughs) Unfortunately, Garner is part of this conversation too. God damn it. Coulson appreciates that this could be an option for people who are a danger to themselves and those around them and who can't get a hold of their powers. Daisy thinks that everyone is going to eventually turn out just like her, and so this is completely barbaric and shouldn't exist. While while consent is certainly a major discussion to be had within this issue as a whole, I do feel like Coulson has a point. Um, and I think we did touch on that in the last episode as well. Yeah. Um, but... Coulson has a meeting with the President of the United States, um, among other world leaders, <laughs> to talk about what the Achu is up to. Garner mentions that this could also be a good opportunity to re-legitimize S.H.I.E.L.D. as an organization. They all agree that having an inhuman success story could definitely help their case. And I thought that they were talking about Daisy, but Garner offers to check on Joey and reevaluate him. Is Joey even still alive at this point? I don't know. Apparently. Somehow. <laughs> I fully, I assumed, once we found out that it was Garner, I was like, oh, he killed that guy. <laughs> everybody, everybody that he's been, like, saying that they need more evaluation, I was like, they're dead. There's no way. Um, so on his way down the hall, Garner passes Mac, looking at him suspiciously and having a hushed phone conversation. He also catches Simmons heading towards the lab. She says she's trying to get back to her life, but she feels a little weird after having told Fitz everything. Garner tells her that she did the right thing because, quote, secrets can eat you up from the inside. I fucking bet they can, Garner. (laughs) (laughs) You're one to talk God damn it. So Simmons goes straight over to Fitz and asks him to recover the data on her phone that she recorded her notes on uh, about the other planet with. She says that it might not be helpful, but Fitz immediately says that it's worth a shot and gets right on it. Things are a little awkward, but he clearly wants to help however he can. They're finishing each other's sentences again, though. Yeah, that's a good sign. (laughs) Um, So, on the flight back from the Strucker event, May is quiet. Morse asks if it's about the Strucker kid going comatose before talking, or if it's about losing Hydra again. She promises that they'll get them, but May doesn't tell her about Andrew. Back at HQ, May is immediately looking for Andrew. She runs into Daisy, who tells her that Garner is doing a psyche val on an inhuman at the off-site training facility called the Cocoon. Because they're going to turn into a beautiful butterfly. Yeah. That's cute. That's a cute name. (laughs) At the cocoon, Joey is showing off his progress to Garner. He turns a metal filing cabinet into a metal ball. 
Aw, and he's so proud of himself. Yeah, as he should. Yeah, he's come so far. He tells Dr. Garner that he's excited because he feels like he has so much more control over himself now. And and he's excited about Daisy thinking that he could be really helpful to S.H.I.E.L.D. Dr. Garner has a quick daydream about ripping Joey's heart out, but shakes it off, shake it off, um, and agrees that Joey's fate is, in fact, in Dr. Garner's hands. And why does he have to be so creepy about it? Like, he's gotta. If you're not gonna kill him, stop being creepy. <laughs> um, and then, ugh, a Morrison Hunter scene. Starting off with, quote, don't put your shirt on for me. Can you hear me rolling my eyes? So it was earlier revealed that Bobby has had several operations on her lungs and knee. Yet when she is shown wearing only her bra, the only scar on her chest is from the bullet exit wound. The wound itself was too high to have affected her lungs. I can appreciate this goof. However, if this, if they were trying to show a, an accurate scar, then it would have been covered by her bra. So... Because they can't show her titties. This is is ABC family. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) I'm only including them because it's all I've got. It's okay. I understand. (laughs) Hunter tries to just lightheartedly joke about Morris making making it out alive and offers encouragement that they will have another chance to find and kill Ward one day. But Morris doesn't want that anymore. She doesn't want either of them to go after Ward. Hunter is shocked. And I don't really under- <laughs> I don't see why he would be so shocked. Um, I feel like this was definitely coming. Moore says that she doesn't need him to get himself killed, being her knight in shining armor. She just needs him to be alive and with her. She doesn't want either of them to get so consumed with thoughts of revenge that they turn into monsters just like Ward. Hunter ultimately agrees because Morse is very smart and makes excellent points. Obviously. True. So Roslyn and her achoo guys, <laughs> that's going to make me laugh every time. <laughs> Roslyn and her achoo guys arrive on Coulson's flying base, and Coulson tells them that actually Daisy will be giving them the tour, to Roslyn's dismay. Fitz finally restores the data from Simmons' phone. He comes across a picture of her and Will, and he can't handle it. He throws things off his desk, and he starts to walk away, but he's pulled back when he hears one of Simmons' recordings. She was always talking to Fitz in her field notes, and he is enthralled by her tired voice as she talks about there not ever being a son. I can't, like, I feel like for any empathetic person, hearing that and hearing that she's talking to you about, like, I'm gonna die and I you're the person that I want to talk to, oh my god, took me out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joey is still talking to Garner about how excited he is. He says he feels so empowered now. In his old life, he worked in construction, and now he could build something in a day that would have taken weeks before. Garner sinisterly offers that he could also tear something down just as fast. Joey agrees, but it's not what he was focused on. (laughs) Um, And he's says he's just excited to be part of this team of soldiers that Daisy wants to put together. He wants to be a weapon against evil. And Garner says that's just what he's worried about, that Joey would be a dangerous weapon. Ugh, of course. 
Just then, May interrupts their session and orders the shield guards to take Joey back to his room immediately. She tells Garner that they need to speak in private. Ooh, Ooh he's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out the hushed phone call that Mac had was with Lincoln. And, I, like, with their conversation, you would think that for someone so worried about being hunted, um, he would want to, like, hide a little more. But they sure do walk onto, like, a very open lakeside sidewalk. In the together. middle of the day. Like, broad daylight. There's, like, they walk out of the shade. Why? What are you doing? <laughs> Anyway, Lincoln says that he has intel on Lash, but he doesn't want to risk Daisy's life, too. And he's ruled Mac out as a suspect, so he trusts him slightly. Lincoln says that Lash is in S.H.I.E.L.D. Gasp! And he can prove it with Mac's help. <laughs> that line was so cheesy, but I love it so much. <laughs> I can prove it with your help. As Daisy is giving Rosalind the tour of the plane, they, of course, get into a debate on the best way to handle new inhumans. Daisy thinks their adaptive bulletproof chamber is best, so they can observe and educate the newly transformed on their powers. But Rosalind says there's not always time for that, so making them comatose in the gel and until there's a cure is the best way, obviously. Regardless of if summoned humans are good, because for every Daisy Johnson, there is a lash. And at this point, Daisy gives up on the tour, which is probably for the best. Um, these two were always going to bristle in each other's presence. Uh, so I don't <laughs> know why they thought to have Daisy give the tour. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I really see both sides of the ATCU problem. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it just it all just comes down to like communicating and consent. Yeah. Once May and Garner are alone, she begins to ask him to tell her the truth before anyone else finds out. She tells him what she knows, how she found out about him being Lash, that Von Strucker wasn't dead and he was terrified. Garner is starting to get uneasy, and May continues asking how this happened. She starts prying for answers, and eventually Garner gets too freaked out and he shoots her with an icer. It was, it was so intense. I did not... Yeah. I feel like I didn't say it as intense as it was, but I was very... I, I like, couldn't take notes on that scene because I was so invested. Yeah. I get it. So, Fitz is still coming through the videos and recordings that Simmons took on the other planet. He finds a video that she had taken after three weeks without food or water. In it, she says that she thinks often about when they first met and how he must have been so annoyed by her, always following him around. And he says, no, never. <laughs> like, automatically, he just says it. Ouch. <laughs> she talks about how she thinks about where they would have gone on their date and how she pictures their life together in this little cottage in Perthshire that she remembers seeing as a little girl. This scene is so Broke ow my fucking heart why don't you it hurts <laughs> good lord um 
So then May wakes up from the, from the icer in a new room chained to uh, something heavy. Propane tank? I don't know. It would have been a big propane tank, but sure, we can go with that. Yeah. Um, Some sort of tank. Yeah. It's a, a tank. A tank. <laughs> She's chained to it, is the point. She can't go anywhere. <laughs> Garner immediately apologizes for the icer and says that he's been wanting to tell her, but he panicked. Duh. <laughs> he explains that the book he picked up from Jiang's stuff was a list of names of inhumans, but she must have rigged it with Terrigen crystal dust to keep out anyone who shouldn't be looking at it. Fortunately, or unfortunately, Garner survived, but he changed. He felt an uncomfortable compulsion to be near inhumans, and then he would lash out. That was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, he would lash out and kill them. And this was the only way to find relief. But he couldn't tell May about this, obviously. So he took the coward's way out and ghosted her, quote, for her own protection. Bro, of all the people who could both help you and protect themselves. Like, what? It's <laughs> May. Anyway, so he says that he needs her help now, because of course he does. Of course. Coulson and Rosalind are having a very intimate conversation in a dimly lit room on the plane. It was very sexy, honestly. <laughs> okay. Um, she says that she may have overstepped in her conversation with Daisy. Oh, you think? <laughs> um... Then she helps Coulson dye his tie because he's trying his old look again for the first time in a while. So when Rosalind helps Coulson with... Coulson. Coulson. Rosalind <laughs> Coulson. Aw, that'd be cute. Um, so when she's helping him with his tie, the result is a foreign hand knot. But in the next scene, it is clear Coulson's tie knot is a single Windsor knot. Oh, my God. How could they goof on something like that? Totally took me out of the episode. God damn it. Just. I can only suspend my disbelief so much. Exactly. What are we doing? <laughs> I wish I knew what tie knots looked like. <laughs> I wish I knew how to tie a tie. I I learned how one time for a costume. Um, And I don't I don't think I remember. But also, like, I've seen, I've seen, like, side-by-side -side pictures of different knots where they're, like, labeled and stuff, and I still am, like, I don't see they a all difference. They look the same. <laughs> it's just, it's just a tie. I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, so Daisy interrupts when they're within prime kissing distance to let them know that a new Quinjet is re requesting permission to dock. It's Mac and Lincoln! Woo. Lincoln is a little nervous about Achoo being there, but qu but quickly moves past it to tell them that he and Mac believe Dr. Garner is Lash. Daisy is realizing what May must have been so upset about earlier, and Coulson realizes that the call he got about May and Garner being missing is now deserving more concern than just a consensual workplace relationship. Little Try Guys reference in there. <laughs> I didn't catch it. I didn't catch it. Um, 
Daisy tries to convince Lincoln that Garner must know what he's doing, that he wouldn't hurt May. He just blacks out or something when he becomes the th- that thing. Lincoln tells her that inhumans don't change back and forth between inhuman and human. What Daisy saw when she saw him change means that this is still a transition period, and eventually Garner will become Lash permanently. And if he blacks out when he becomes Lash, then he won't be himself ever again. Yeah. May asks Garner if he would have hurt Joey had she not shown up. He says he didn't want to, and she should know that he'd never touch Daisy. But he went after Lincoln because Lincoln has a dark side. As if Daisy doesn't. (laughs) He compares it then. Ugh, this was difficult. He compares it to May's experience in Bahrain. How she didn't want to kill that little girl, but she had to save everyone else. So killing her was necessary. May recognizes that the Andrew she knew would never have said that to her. And he says this is why he needs her help because she's the only person who would understand. He doesn't want to kill these people any more than she wanted to kill that girl, but he has to. It's necessary. Okay. Or so he says. Right. Says who? Who's telling you it's necessary? (laughs) Andrew tries to convince May that she should help him because he's still the man that she fell in love with. I'd beg to differ, but okay. As he kisses her, Coulson shows up and the rest of the team and the achoo scattered around the building. <laughs> Sorry. I forgot to say R. Coulson shows up and the rest of the team and the achoo are scattered around the abandoned apartment building. Coulson tries to let Garner talk to give the team time to get in position and also to see how they might be able to get through to him. But unfortunately, Lincoln is there and he hears everything that Garner says about how everyone he killed deserved it. Lincoln's a little hothead. He is. And honestly, I'm okay with it. <laughs> we talk about it later. Um... <laughs> So, of course, Lincoln can't wait. So he shows up to the room and asks, what makes Garner judge, jury, and executioner of his friends? And Garner can't control himself and transforms into Lash, and the fight ensues. Um, and, uh, uh, like, if I were Lincoln, I would have done the same thing. Probably. Yeah, probably. Me too. Coulson hands May a gadget to get herself out of the handcuffs and promises that their goal is to capture, not kill. He just needs to get Lincoln on board with that plan, obviously. Yeah. So first Lincoln fights him, and then Max saves Lincoln's life and lures Lash towards himself, and then Coulson saves Max's life and then tries to talk to Andrew, but Andrew's not there anymore. So then the two guys start shooting at Lash, and then Lash goes after Rosalind herself and drops her from a balcony, and Coulson screams. But Daisy saves her life using her powers, and nobody knew that she could do that with her powers. So they agree to try and get Lash to the containment module. And that's what you missed on that fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you missed on Clay! <laughs> Lincoln says he can get Lash where he needs to go. I didn't trust that. (laughs) (laughs) May sees the trail of bodies that he's left behind and steals herself to do whatever is necessary. That, I believe. 
She steps between Lash and Lincoln and speaks directly to Andrew. She talks about how she still loves him, how she knew from the moment she met him that she wasn't good enough for him because she wasn't as kind or as empathetic as he was. And we'll circle back to that in a sec. Um, and that she never wants to leave him again, but he has to stop this. I know, like, I don't like that she's like, I'm not... I'm not as kind or as empathetic as you. And that's why we were never going to work out because she is kind and empathetic. She just doesn't show it in the same way. Um, but also I realized that this was to, uh, manipulate him. So, yeah, but yeah, that bugged me. So eventually Lash turns back into Andrew, um, before it may then shoots him with real bullets. <laughs> Which pushes him into the containment pod. He turns back into Lash as the doors close and then some kind of mist shoots down, putting him to sleep or something. Coulson asks how she knew that that wouldn't kill him and May just says that she didn't. Mm. Wow. I, I think about that, I didn't, all the time. Yeah. That's one of those... <laughs> small parts that's just stuck with me over the years yeah it's a it's intense and it's like there's so much in those two words yeah god poor may (laughs) i just wanted to be happy yeah so fitz finally has a breakthrough on his deep dive through simmons's phone There's a symbol that was carved on the castle in Edinburgh that looks apparently similar to Will's NASA symbol on his jacket. You know, if you turn it around and you close one eye and tilt your head. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Hunter calls Will a hog face. And, you know, what are best friends for if not to shit talk your romantic rivals? (laughs) (laughs) See, we don't hate, I don't hate Hunter all the time. If they didn't make him stupid, I would love him. (laughs) Lincoln says that he's finally going to take Coulson up on his offer to stick around with S.H.I.E.L.D. for a while. Yay! I love Lincoln. (laughs) He's a little dumb, too, but uh, it's fine for him, I guess. I don't know. I don't know why. If that makes me a hypocrite, I'm okay with it in this case. (laughs) I think it's because he's not annoying. Yeah. Like... He's a hothead in the same way that Hunter is, but he has a better personality than Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, here's, I guess what it is for me is that with Hunter, we know that he was shit-talking his ex for no reason, um, even though he was the problem in that relationship. Yeah. Um, and with Lincoln, he's been very... Um, kind and supportive with sky um and honest daisy daisy oops <laughs> god damn it okay cool i've been so- doing so good <laughs> um so roslyn offers may the option to put andrew in an achoo box until they can find a cure may specifically asks what daisy thinks <laughs> did you like that achoo box <laughs> sorry may specifically asks what daisy thinks daisy says that while it's a temporary solution it is one that could save andrew without hurting more people 
and Andrew helped her a lot, so she would do whatever it takes to save him. So May agrees to do it. And then Rosalind offers to buy Coulson a drink, and he says, please! (laughs) He's horny as fuck! (laughs) Fitz finally catches up with Simmons, and she can't sleep because she wanted to watch the sunrise because she didn't get to for so many months. Yeah. He tells her that he might have found the next clue toward getting the portal back open. And he also tentatively mentions that he got her SIM card fixed, so he listened to her recordings and watched her video. Fitz mentions that he read files from the SIM card on Simmons' phones. The SIM card IDs a phone for a carrier. System memory with the files is in chips on the logic board. God damn it. (laughs) I mean, shit. They couldn't have taken us out of this more? (laughs) Come on, Fitz. You're supposed to be smarter than this. (laughs) Anyway. So he teases her about dreaming of Perthshire or Scotland, which is where he's from. Um, And then he asks if that was the delirium and dehydration talking or if she meant it. And she says she was as clear-headed then as she's ever been. And then she asks what they should do about it. Kiss! 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 (laughs) Ah! It would have been perfect! But Fitz says, for now, we'll just watch the sunrise. I... (laughs) I literally screamed into my pillow and then squeezed my hands so hard that I cracked my own knuckles by accident. (laughs) I was feeling so many things. (laughs) Uh. But they're not the only ones watching the sunrise. May watches from the window of the plane as she thinks back on their last night in Hawaii. She says that she never thought she deserved this kind of happiness. (laughs) And Andrew stands up and says, of course you do. We both do. Oh. Ouch. No. I hate it. It's so sad. I hate it. Oh. I want to give her a hug. <sighs> so now it's time for the post content content. Ugh, Ward again. He's talking to Malik about the Von Strucker kid again. And Malik says that Ward should be thinking bigger. So Ward reveals that he's planning on cutting off the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because without Phil Coulson, S.H.I.E.L.D. won't grow back. I don't know about that. Maybe. (laughs) Malik seems content with this when he gets a phone call from Rosalind Price. I knew she seemed shady as fuck. She apologizes for missing the NORAD meeting, but promises to bring Coulson to Malik soon. Fuck! And then Coulson comes out of her bathroom. This is piping hot. (laughs) The tea. (laughs) Coulson comes out of her bathroom, and they finish getting dressed together. 
as she asks him out to breakfast at Rosie's diner. That seemed super specific, and I, uh, I don't know why. <laughs> but I'm so happy that Coulson is dating again. But God damn it, why? <laughs> he has oh. terrible taste. Yeah. Well, so, overall thoughts. What have you? I... This episode was so good. I did not want to take notes on it because I was it was so captivating. Like I was trying to I was trying to just write down my thoughts as I went, but I I was like I just did not want to stop. Yeah, I feel that. <sighs> also, okay. what's the what's Rosie's diner? Am I is that supposed to be familiar? Um, I don't know. It doesn't sound familiar to me. Maybe they mentioned it in a previous episode? Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, let us know. (laughs) What's Rosie's Diner? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that concludes our episode on Season 3, Episode 7, Chaos Theory. Yeah! Next week, we'll be covering Season 3, Episode 8, Many Heads, One Tail, so stay tuned for that. Okay, bye! Bye! I love you!